Welcome to Sheer Jeshub from the Church of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the Heavenly Authority series in Joshua chapter 1. We've seen that Joshua is the same name as Jesus and means Yahweh is salvation. And what does he say in verse 6? And this is a requirement for all believers and for all in authority. Be strong, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people, to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So he gives to Joshua the secret of success to be able to prosper wherever he goes, to be able to take this inheritance that's being given to them. He has to be strong and have good courage. That's important to faith. We really can't have faith in God unless we allow him to make us courageous, to make us strong. Otherwise our faith becomes weak, it becomes disappointed, it becomes dejected. Faith requires strength. Joshua here is as a warrior, he's strong. Faith requires courage, to be courageous. And then it requires righteousness. He says, do not depart from the law. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Do what God wants you to do and be strong and courageous and believe God to do the rest. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success how are we successful? How are we prosperous? How do we receive the victory over the enemy? He says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. We speak about it. We speak about this Bible. We tell our families, our children about the Word of God. We meditate on it day and night to observe, to do all that is written in it. As we study God's Word, as we learn how His Word applies to us and the things we must do, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. The opposite is to be afraid, to be fearful. Do not be dismayed, nor be dismayed, discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Why can we have strength? Why are we supposed to have courage? Why can we trust and not be afraid or dejected or dismayed? Because Not because of ourselves, otherwise we have a lot to be afraid of, a lot to be discouraged about. The strength is not from us, the strength comes from Him because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Yahweh is your salvation, Jesus. That's why we can have courage. And this is necessary, this commandment is necessary to have success, for Joshua to be a strong leader. He sends out 
two men, even as he was a spy, he sends out two men to spy the land, and especially Jericho. And they return saying that the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted. They're fearful because of the Israelites. And then Joshua in chapter 3, he rises early in the morning, and they rose, remember, on the other side of the Jordan, and he comes to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and they lodge there before they cross. They're in Acacia. And down in verse 5, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And the Lord says to Joshua in verse 7, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And the priests are commanded to bear the ark to come to the edge of the water. And Joshua tells the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord. And he tells them that they'll know the living God is among them and that he's going to drive out the nations before them. He says in verse 11, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. And he takes 12 men, one from each of the tribes of Israel. And he says in verse 13 of chapter 3, And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests, who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. And so it was. The priests go out, as soon as they step into the Jordan River, which is a much shallower river than the Red Sea, but it's there to remind them of what happened. As they bring the ark into the water, the water parts, just like it did for Moses. And then all the people pass over. And then the 12 men go and they take a stone, one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And then Joshua tells them to set those stones up as a sign among you when your children ask, in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Then you shall answer, The waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And he sets the stones up there for them to remember. Before we close up, before we leave Joshua, I want to take one moment to look at Joshua's farewell address. Remember, as they cross over that Jordan River, the Lord gives them victory after victory after victory. The walls of Jericho come down. At one point in the battle that they're in, the sun even stands still at Gibeon. And after all the success years later, when Joshua is about to die, you read in Joshua, chapter 24 and verse 1 then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel for their heads for their judges for their officers and they presented themselves before God and Joshua said to all the people thus says the Lord God of Israel your fathers including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor dwelt on the other side of the river. They dwelt over in Babylon in old times and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river 
and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants and gave him Isaac. And he goes on, Joshua goes on to explain their history, how they came into this promised land of Canaan, how they left behind the idols of Abraham's family to worship the one true God. Down in verse 13, I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build and you shall dwell in them. You shall eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. So even at the time of Joshua, there are still those who are keeping some of their idols, some of their false gods, some of their imaginations. And Joshua says, enough. Fear God. If you want to fear something, fear God. Don't fear this world. Be strong and courageous if the Lord is with you. If you need to fear something, fear God. And serve Him only. Verse 15, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, if you don't want to do this, if it seems wrong to serve God, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. If you want to serve those things, all those crazy ideas, all those false gods, go ahead. But as for me, a very famous line which most Christians know, Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. An important characteristic of heavenly leadership he was concerned with himself first. I have to do what's right. And he's concerned for his family. They have to do what's right. And then he can lead the others. If he was not concerned to do what's right to follow the Lord, no matter what anyone else followed, even if all the people there turned around and walked away, Joshua would follow the Lord. And someone could say, well, Joshua, I guess, was a failure. No, he's responsible for himself, he's responsible for his household, and then he does what God tells him to do. And then it's up for the others to do the same. To say also, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You have to get it right at home before you can affect outside. The leader's own heart, the leader's own commitment, the leader's own family, before you can direct others, you have to get it right at home. If there's not correct priority in the leader's heart, what difference does it make how charismatic, how well-spoken that person is? If you don't have a shepherd's heart toward the few sheep God gives you in your family, your household, how can you shepherd a larger flock? If you're not faithful with small things, how can you be faithful with large things? And you see here the attitude of Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. If you can't commit yourself and your family to the Lord, if you can't struggle for your family's salvation, how can you contend with the enemy for the salvation of the group that God will entrust to you? How sincere will the motives be toward the families of others if there's no care and concern for his own family. And this will carry through in the New Testament when Paul gives directions for B 
bishops and pastors and deacons and elders. This concept of getting it right at home first will carry through. So Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then we'll close Joshua chapter 24, the very end, verse 23. He tells them to put away their foreign gods. The people say, we will serve the Lord and we will obey him. It says in verse 25, So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. And it shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. And so Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. They have the victory, they have the land. And now it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, and he too now is called the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. The stones in the Old Testament times were often for a sign, for a witness, as those 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, as this large stone by the oak tree, to remind people, to bear witness to people. And there would be a stone rolled away from the entrance of an empty tomb, hundreds, many hundreds of years later, proclaiming that gravesite empty, that would be a witness even to this day that Yahweh is our salvation. If you have any questions, please write to us at Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. May our Lord Jesus richly bless you as you serve Him.